Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 22nd, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 14. Beginning in verse 13, Matthew says this, As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat, to a remote area to be alone. Well, what news is he talking about? Well, if you remember from yesterday, John the Baptist, who is the first cousin of Jesus, and the forerunner, the one that came ahead to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah, to prepare the way for Jesus. Well, he was arrested and now beheaded by King Herod. Well, Jesus is heartbroken. And the thing that I think is so cool about this is that even Jesus, God in the flesh, he has to pull away. He needs some time alone for restoration, healing, and rest. He needs to connect with the Father. It reminds me of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still water. Well, guess what Jesus does? He gets in a boat and he goes out on the water by himself. And I just think that he's out there and the father is ministering to his soul, which is so important because if we don't stay fresh, if we don't allow God to care for our souls, then we can't help and serve others. So Jesus goes out alone on the lake in the boat and he recharges. Well, when he arrives at the other side, at the shore, the crowd has followed him and they're there, all the needs, all the demands. But because he had that time in the boat, He's ready to minister to their needs. Watch. But as the crowds heard where he was headed, they followed him on foot from many towns. And Jesus saw the crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. So he's emotionally recharged, refueled enough that when he sees all the demands, all the needs, rather than being aggravated, angry, Because he's empty, he's able to, with compassion, serve those needs. That evening, verse 15, the disciples came to Jesus and said, this is a remote place. It's getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can buy food. But Jesus said, that's not necessary. You feed them. And here's the thing that just jumped out to me, is that the crowd is hungry and Jesus is the answer. Now, you're going to see Jesus is going to end up feeding the multitude. But the thing that came to mind is that all of our appetites, our craving, our longing, the Christian life is not about denying our craving, our appetite. The Christian life is recognizing that God has created us with these desires, and the desires are intended to turn us to Jesus and people. So we find in Jesus and in the body of Christ what we need to minister and restore and refresh and satisfy our soul, our deepest cravings. And the temptation, if we're not careful, is to try to find satisfaction for our desires independently of God and each other. So just keep this in mind. God's given us desires to point us and push us to Jesus and each other. 
the devil and the world system, evil is constantly pushing us towards independence. The world says you can satisfy those desires on your own. You don't need God and you don't need other people. Take care of this yourself. But that leads to brokenness and isolation. If we'll learn to allow our hunger, our cravings, our desire to push us into Jesus and the people that we love, then, man, we can find what our soul really craves. Well, the disciples said, hey, we only have five loaves and two fish. Jesus says, bring them here. And the thing that I love about that is that Jesus wants us to trust him with whatever he's given us. He doesn't expect any more than that. He doesn't get offended that they don't have more. He just receives what they have, and he's going to work with that. And the same thing is true for me and you. Let's give God what we have and trust him to use what we have to offer. And so Jesus takes five loaves and two fish, and it says he blessed them, he broke them, and he gave them away. And you know, that's what he does in our lives. As we're growing in our faith, as we're walking with Jesus, we're broken. And in our brokenness, God's working on our character and our heart and all these internal issues. We're blessed. God's favor is growing in our life as we learn to walk with Him and connect with Him. And then He gives us away so our life becomes a blessing to our world. And Jesus does that with the bread here. Well, they give it out. They feed over 5,000 people. And verse 20 says they ended up picking up 12 baskets full. Now, isn't that interesting? They started with five loaves and two fishes. They ended up with 12 baskets full. So when we give Jesus what we have, we end up having all we need. And so there's a basket for every disciple. I love that. Then down in verse 22, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. And after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was still there. Well, the truth is, he wasn't by himself. He went up on that mountain to meet with his father. And so once again, at the end of a long day of ministry, giving out, pouring out, Jesus pulls away to connect with the father, to rest and allow the father to bring restoration into his soul. We must learn to do that. One of the real dangers of the American culture is it's go, 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 go. Let's see how much we can cram into every minute of our day. And the truth is, it's not good for our soul. We need times to rest. We need to work at a good pace. And that rest isn't just a vacation once a year. It's a daily and a weekly rest and pace so that we're caring for the the condition of our soul. So Jesus sends the disciples out in the boat. Well, then they find themselves in a storm. But in verse 25, once again, in the middle of the storm, Jesus comes walking on water. So Jesus pulls away to refresh And after he refreshes, the disciples are in a storm. They're terrified, but Jesus is walking above the storm. Jesus is walking on water. The same thing is true for us. When we learn, and that's what this podcast is all about, to begin our day with God. As we're learning to walk with God, 
we can walk above the storm. In fact, when Jesus gets out there, the disciples see him and they cry out. And Peter says, Lord, is that you? Can I come out on the water? And sure enough, Peter steps out of the boat. Just think about this. Peter walks on water. And if we will take time to put our eyes on Jesus, we can live above the storm. Storms are coming. But when our eyes are on Jesus, we can walk on water. We can live above the storm. The storm doesn't overwhelm or overtake us because Jesus is with us in every storm. I just love that. Well, Peter finally, he sees the wind and the waves. He begins to sink. He cries out, Lord, save me. Jesus took him by the hand and pulled him up. And the truth is, sometimes it feels like the storm is going to overwhelm us. But when Jesus is in the storm, man, he will lift us up. And then I want to skip down to verse 36 and touch on this one last thing. They begged Jesus to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. What a great verse. All who touched him were healed. And my prayer for me and you is that every day we would begin our day by taking hold of Jesus. We want to begin our day by touching him and allowing him to bring healing and life and strength and grace and peace, the fruit of the Spirit, into our heart and soul, which prepares us for our day, prepares us for the needs of others, prepares us for every storm as we walk with Jesus. Amen. Isn't that good? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for this story. I just love how we see the humanity of Jesus and how he's modeling for us pace. And he's model, modeling for us soul care, which is so important. God, there are people all around us, so many needs, so many demands. And so we've got to take care of our soul so that we can be present to represent you and your kingdom, to serve and to love the people that we care about. Well, the only way we can do that is if we put our oxygen mask on first, as long as we take care of the condition of our soul so that we're ministering to others out of a place of rest and strength and grace. So God, help us to do that. Grow our capacity to replug, to touch you, to take hold of you every single day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.